Not Just Football with Cam Hayward is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. All right, guys, we got another episode of Not Just Football. Welcome back. Um, we don't know what's going to happen after this, but uh, we are excited to announce this is our last episode with Omaha. Um, really enjoyed doing Not Just Football with Hayden Walsh and Cam Hayward. Uh, it's been a pleasure. But, uh, you know, Hayden, what do you think? It it has been a pleasure. I didn't know you were going to go there to start. So I yeah, was a little, a little, little taken aback by that. Um, yeah, no, I mean – it's been a very fast. It's gone extremely fast the last two years. I've, I've had a great time and very appreciative to Omaha for everything they've done for us and just letting us come out here every Tuesday and talk crap to each other. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I want to make sure we say thank you first uh, to Anthony, Natalie, Nicole, Rochelle, Tucker, um, all the editors as well. We are very thankful. Oh, and our guy, Jack, as well. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, we're good, Jack. But yeah, don't forget uh, thank Jack. you guys. Thank you guys for allowing us to do this show. It's been a really special to do. Um, we've enjoyed doing it. Um, and, you know, oh, I also have to say thank you to Mr. Manning himself. Uh, I was going to say, you're not going to thank um, the, the big guy. I have to. I'm going to say thank you to him as well. Even though we didn't get you on the pod, uh, that's our only one gripe we have. But uh, we've all enjoyed doing this pod. And um, this is going to be a fun show. we got a lot to talk about. You ready? Yeah, a lot to talk about, a lot to catch up on. I mean, we have not really talked a whole lot um, or released an episode since Super Bowl. What have you been up to? I mean, it feels like you've been everywhere. I mean, I know Walter Payton Man of the Year gets to go to the J. Cole concert, you know, gets to do all this stuff. Also, surgery, how are you feeling? What's Fill us in, Cam. What has your life been like since the Super Bowl? What has my life been like? Uh, I currently just was unclogging my son's toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, <laughs> so not a lot has changed guys. You know, if you were expecting for this life changing, uh, moment in my life to, you know, change who I've been, um, you know, still, still dealing with, you know what, and, <laughs> you know, so, but, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's been fun, you know, uh, um, dealing with the Walter Payton man of the year. I'm very thankful to have won that, uh, the Prince Harry of it all was even cooler, um, but doesn't beat the Walter Payton of it all, which is even cooler than that, um, which is um, a cool honor. Um, it's been fun being home, um, seeing how everybody was excited for me and thankful, um, you know, and, you know, getting to meet people like J. Cole was, you know, obviously really cool and, you know, never forget that moment. Um, what a great concert between Drake and J. Cole and Lil Dirk. They put on a heck of a show, um, but not a lot changes. Um, and, you know, just getting excited for the season, finally getting healthy, um, got some surgeries done and, you know, get the approach this thing the right way. Yeah, I know. I saw you announce the surgery. Um, what was it? Can you say what it was for? Yeah, I can say what it was for because, you know, I've had people um, texting me um, that don't normally text me, but want to ask about my surgery and they, they do their part in the media. And so I haven't had a chance to really respond to that, but um I've been deal. I was dealing with a core injury that um, I was overcompensating with my left um, while I was dealing with my right, and so dealt with that all year. Um, got that handled, and you know they think I'll be better because of it. Uh, you know, I think looking at that stuff now, it's like you know if I can put this stuff to bed, I can I can get back to really humming and going, and um, you know I'm just excited to be healthy once again. It's been a while. 
So the core injury obviously played into what happened on in week one, right? Uh, no. So the core injury. So I tore my pectineas. Let me get this all straight because I'm tired of freaking everybody assuming what they they what happened. So I tore my pectineas um, early in training camp. Thought it would heal, and you know I was resting more than usual. Um, and then you know. First week of the season, I go to make a diving uh, tackle against the quarterback. Um, ended up my leg spread, spread and my right adductor uh, ended up going because I didn't have the, you know, the pectineas going as well. Uh, dealt with that um, by getting surgery and um, coming back week eight, week nine. Um, then the surgery, uh, I mean, then coming back from it, um, just couldn't explode like I wanted to. I couldn't I always it looked like I was running with a board between my legs half of the time. Um, you know. <laughs> it it was it was wild. Like I'm you know, I'm like, glad you said something. There were times out there that I'm like, my guy, like it just looks painful. It just looked painful. It was very painful. Um yeah, painful. you know, and you know, you, you put on a brave face, you get to work and you say, Hey, I, I just want to be part of the crew. Um, you know, I didn't want to be an issue during the season. I just wanted to um you know, it, it, the way it really affected me was um, it was like I could never like like fully build out my stride. Uh, it would only allow me to stay within a tight base where, you know, my feet were really under me. I couldn't really get out or explode out of my stance. You know, it's one thing uh, walking after surgery and dealing with all this stuff. It's another thing to play football uh, and not having, you know, a training camp or a season to really build to this. And so – that was pretty tough. Um, and so when I came back, I started to overcompensate with the left a lot more trying to make up for it. What I did in the long run was I tore my other, my, my, I tore my, uh, admin, admin. And so I had to get that retied back to my pubic bone. And so that has been, yeah. If you go, guys really want to get into it. Uh, that's what it's been like. Um, got that, surgery just now um and there were some other things i had to take care of so um and if we want to talk about that i got my knee scope so uh there was a whole bunch of stuff going on um you know that's not the normal me it doesn't usually happen like that and so glad i can just put all this behind me me too and i gotta give you know the show some credit here six and a half minutes in and pectineus and pubic bone have already been said in the show you're teaching me things i didn't know had no idea what a pectineus was the pubic bone i think i've could figure it out but man that sounds yeah. very painful yeah when they said pectineus it was like no my pectineus is up here my pecs are that's good, what you know? i where i went that's where i went but. uh but no um it's all taken care of um and you know if that was on your bingo board congratulations you're moving forward yeah, no. Um, one thing we were talking about, um, I'm going to switch gears here a little bit. Thank you for the injury update, though. I know. Um, yes. And, and actually, actually, before I do switch gears here, I saw you tweeting quite a bit about that. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you you've been you've been very active tweeting lately too. It feels like so. I love I love this this version. No, guys, I I, I think the reason I've been actively tweeting is because I've been very you know bored and in my feelings and had a lot of time to just contemplate um you know i want to keep playing football um and i want to play at a high level um and there's a lot of people that don't agree with that and i plan on taking care of that well gladly you can and you will be able to so we'll we'll, we'll address that this time next year how's that 
Sounds good. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, but you did talk about the J. Cole and Drake concert. said it was good, but it got us talking about something else. And I want to jump into the it's the combine right now. We're gonna have yeah. a rapper draft. Give me a couple rappers that you think could translate to the NFL. It could be any time too. It could be any time period rapper. Do you want to just go back and forth? And I mean, I've got know. a few, and we could probably go back and forth. I'm sure our, our list are probably similar, but we could go back and forth on these. I'll give, I'll give, I'll give, I'll give you the first pick. I'll give you the first okay, pick. Who's your first pick? No, I'm giving you the first pick. You oh, give ahead. me the first pick. I'd say I'd go 50 Cent at strong safety. Wow. Give me a big guy coming downhill. He could play in the box, stop the run. But if you come across the middle too, he's going to lay the boom. Now I am worried. A lot of 15-yard penalties, I feel like. He'll be headhunting back there. Um, <laughs> but I think defensively, that's a guy in the back end that is going gonna, is gonna to set the tone. Okay. Well, if you're going to go that, you know, I got to build out my O-line first. Um, you know, I'm going to stay in the trenches. I think I'm going to go the notorious B.I.G., playing center how about that okay wow that's dog i worry though that's that's i feel like that's a lot of weight at center is it not i don't know that he's gonna be able to make the movements we need him center we can maybe put him at guard he's that he's a center guard type he can you know he's responsible for all all of our line changes um he's definitely gonna lean on a player a a good bit the d linemen are gonna get sick of dealing with a guy that size um and i just think he shows real leadership uh, among the group all right. Well, I'm going to get a guy that may be going up against him. I got a versatile D lineman pre weight loss. Gucci man um, is going to play defensive line for me. Um, and we're, we think he's going to have the, we think he's going to have a little Aaron Donald where he can move everywhere. And we think that that guy gives us the attitude defensively with him and the, him in the front seven and uh, 50 cent in the back end is where we're going to go. We're going to go Gucci man pre weight loss at D line. Okay. Okay. Well, then, with my second pick, I'm going to take Jay Cole at wide receiver. We have you seen how tall he is when he's right next to me, he, dude? He's literally six foot five. So I'm thinking, you know, he's athletic. You see him play basketball. He's tall. Um, man, I could see him being a problem for a lot of DBs. Is he a tight end or is he a receiver? No, he's, he? a receiver. He's, he's a receiver. receiver. He's a receiver. Okay. He's so a receiver. he's a little. He's a little slighter. He's not as big. Not yes. big enough to play tight end. Um, he's big enough. He, he's got that Megatron to him, I think. So okay, okay. I'm uh, I'm still building up my defense here, and I'm thinking Waka Flocka at middle linebacker. Uh, <laughs> big guy. He's gonna lay the wood, and it's. I just think with that level of Gucci Man, Waka Flocka, and Fifty Cent in the back end would be very trouble troubling for offenses. Well, you know that brings me to uh, someone who's going to be a, a problem on my offense. Um, he was in jail at one time. Um, I'm going to have to go Nelly uh, from Longest Yard. Uh, well, so you said, like, that doesn't count. <laughs> that, that I'm kidding. Be. I'm I kidding. Nelly, not... Nelly was on my list, too, if I'm being honest here, because I think the Longest Yard Tough. is totally – yes. I will say, he looks great running the football, though. He's, he's explosive out of the backfield, um, you know, you know, shifty. Uh, I think he would be – you know, and he played against the guards, so, you know, he knows what he's doing. I mean, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. My guy from Gwinnett County, a Gwinnett County legend, Quavo, is gonna play quarterback for me. Uh, now, his high school was not very good at football, but I think if we surround him with more talent, uh, he'll be he'll be good. If he had gone to a Peachtree Ridge or a North Gwinnett or a Brookwood, he would have he would have won a lot more games in high school. 
Okay. At quarterback, I'm going to Eminem, you know, because I want to see him go to the quarterback, the Gruden quarterback camp and have to announce, you know, the plays in and out and just, you know, have everything Ryan. Uh, he's going to get everybody lined up. Uh, and, you know, I think seeing Eminem dead tired after a game could be great media and could go a long way. I think him and Gruden quarterback camp would be hilarious. Him and Gruden <laughs> going over how he processes and whatnot. Would be fantastic. Um, last pick right here. Last pick right yeah, here. Yeah, go your last pick. Because I am I mean, my other one is like Snoop at wide receiver. That's just a nostalgic thing, I feel like, because he's, I don't know. So go ahead. Who else, who else you got? I'm going to take, I'm going to do my DBs together just to wrap it up. I'm going to take Wiz at one. He's the lanky Joey Porter type. And then I'm going to take Tupac because I feel like Tupac would be a great, you know, you know, talks trash, gets under people's skin. Uh and would really have bullets and board material week in and week out. I feel like he's got to be a slot guy, though. He's a little undersized, no. like a little Mike Hilton, it feels like. Yeah, yeah. Yes. A, little Mike yes. a little slot corner, <laughs> lining up, blitzing off the edge. I, I mean, I the Tupac, what I see, Wiz, I'm concerned tackling-wise. Is Wiz going to want to <laughs> stick his nose in there? And if Derek Henry's coming around the corner, is he going to want to stick his nose in and tackle somebody? That's uh, Wiz. Question. Where's going to be yelling at guys like me talking about, bro, you got to make the tackle. Y'all can't be letting me get in these one-on-one. Is he, is he one of those DBs who's not going to want to tackle? So um, I like your list, though, man. It's impressive. Uh, I still yeah. think my defensive – my how I went defense would would be able to stifle your offense. I think Eminem would have trouble against the defensive unit I put out there. Who would be your head coach? Oh, um, I don't know. What's, what's the criteria on a head coach? Is it a rapper or is it uh, – I mean, rapper I gets everybody rallies Who's your head coach? Him. Who's your head Jay coach? Jay Z. Oh, okay. Then I'll go like Dr. Dre if that's going to be the case. Dr. Dre's my Ooh. head coach. Okay. So, yeah, he worked with several oh. of the guys too, we talked about. So, I think it works. Um, I like that too. Not a Man, bad that's... list. All right. Let's get into real football now. Okay. Yes. I mentioned you tweeting and you tweeted about mm -hmm. the cap going up. Um, what, what does this mean? I mean, 31 million is the largest, I think, cap jump we've ever seen in the league's history. Um, it's got to make you happy. Now I don't think you're going to be forced to get take a pay cut or retire. So I'm happy for you um, there. I thought about you initially. You never know. You never know. You never know. You never know. Um, I think the thing that's really cool, uh, if teams are smart, um, you know, you spread it out and you're able to um, keep a lot of your players. Um, we're in a league that is always, um, you know, the cut and, you know, sign different players. But um, – I think we phase out a lot of guys in the middle range because of this. Um, and I think the past three years because of COVID and we had to sacrifice our benefits to help pay the salary cap. That's why we never saw those incremental jumps. And now everything's been paid back. You're seeing this big spike. Uh, and this allows uh, for the cap to go up, allows for, um, teams to keep their players i just hope we don't get to a point where it's just hey let's keep playing the quarterbacks you know we're getting to 60 million dollar cap hits when they're talking about you know other players that don't even have a fraction of that you know a quarter of that and so you you look at it and you're like let's let's you know the teams that are in in the better uh position with this are the rookie uh rookie quarterbacks and the teams that or maybe have the journeyman a quarterback because they're not just paying this crazy 
cap number. Um, and I think if you just keep investing in the quarterback, you're going to find yourself in the, hey, when's the cap going up again? You're just going to keep trying to replenish it. Um, you know, I think you got to spread out your resources and make sure um, you're able, able to take care of a lot of play- teams or players. I mean, I think if anything, though, it also sets up free agents to be pretty wild because everybody's mm-hmm. going to have money to spend. And like me and you always laugh, like whatever your cap number is right now really means nothing because the amount of restructures that can happen, cuts or whatever. And now that you add, they're getting 31 extra million um, really makes it crazy. I mean, it really makes me excited for free agency. What about you? Yeah, uh, you know, I think free agency, um, you know, teams can always get under the cap. Uh the cap uh, and being up against the cap, it's such an imaginary number. You see teams restructure or extend. Um, you know, it's funny when guys say or teams say they they have to cut this player when literally they can move things around if they really want to. So um, we'll see what happens. Uh, free agency is always cool. You always hear uh, that you know teams are banding, players are banding together to join who. So we'll see. I mean, I just think about some of the names. I mean, obviously, Cousins is out there. There's rumors Russell Wilson eventually could be out there. The Justin Fields trading stuff, so he's not a free agent. But then look at the running back market. I mean, Saquon, Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs, and Tony Pollard all set to hit the open market. I know that position's been devalued, but that's a lot of really good players that, depending on where they go, could really flip some teams, right? You know, I think flip some teams and hopefully reset the market for the running backs. Uh, you know, I think you looked at a lot of these guys last year. They took the one-year deals um, for as prove-it deals, um, and some of them proved it. Some of them didn't. But, um, you know, all it's going to take is a bidding war. Who's going to, you know, pay the most, most money? Who's going to give a, a running back an opportunity? Um, you know, there's some great guys in it. Um, you know, even a guy like Derrick Henry, he might be older in his career, but – uh, how many Derrick Henrys are really out there? And so when you have guys who can not only – that are one-of-a-kind players and then, two can play multiple positions, whether it's running back, wide receiver, um, shoot, you could even put Saquon back a punt returner because he mm-hmm. did it in college. It's just uh, these guys are more valued than just a standard running back. So it's it's going to be cool to see. And I hear you on Derrick Henry's age. Still had 1,167 yards last year with 12 touchdowns and averaged four yards a touch <laughs> on on a team that, no offense to the Titans, wasn't very good. So I wouldn't even say it wasn't very good, but they they went into the game. You knew what they were going to do. They were going to run the ball. They're going to give it to Derrick Henry, and what he do? He was still splitting carries with the other running backs. So you know you got to give Derrick Henry his, his props. It's not like um, they're hiding behind it. It's not like they have a true balance. Um, the ball was going to Derrick Henry or the other running back. So, um, you know, props to him for doing what he did this year. Why should you bet with Caesar Sportsbook? Two words, Caesar's rewards. Every bet brings you closer to the type of benefits only Caesars can offer. Hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, and more. It's not just an app, it's an empire. 21 and over must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia, 
If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Or Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with the Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through the Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. What do you think about that, the way that position is being honestly devalued? Your position obviously is not looked at the same way. So what's it like looking at that running back just not getting the love anymore? I, I just, you know, it's... I, I don't get the point in devaluing. I think devaluing is a myth uh, that teams say to pl- to the running backs, or you know, because they can apply it to any position. Um, you know, if you have a three down running back who does this X Y Z, catches the ball in the backfield, he blocks, um, he runs the ball. Um, I, I don't get the point in saying, "Hey, this guy," you know, we can find this guy anywhere. You can't. Um, and it's becoming harder and harder. Uh, you can't just plug in. Sure, there there are teams that you know just want to scat back, but not every team is built like that. And um, you know, you get these guys in one on ones. You know, ha- they make their money by making guys miss or scoring touchdowns. Um, and that flexibility has to be valued. I agree, and they're really good players. But I also think the other side of that is it's easier to find value at rep position than paying a guy 15 to $20 million a year. I mean, a great example is the Steelers. Jalen Warren is an undrafted guy who has produced quite a bit. And I feel like teams think they can find that. Now I'm with you. Saquon Barkley's worth more than 12, 12 million a year. He just is. He's, he can do so much, but it's just a really weird spot with that position. Cause it feels like it's one of the only ones where you can find the va- cheap value in the draft or even on the free agent market. See, but I, 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 I'll, you know, 
my rebuttal to that is you look at offensive linemen and, you know, if your so-called quarterback is, you know, the future, um, they say, hey, we don't really need to pay the alignment. We'll just plug in guys. And then somebody gets hurt. Um, I just think, you know, at the running back position, be careful because, uh, you know, having a proven commodity and then saying, hey, we can replace that with a guy we just found on the street. I think that's that's poor. That's poor scouting. That's poor evaluating the position. I think we get into this thing where um, we we think anybody can do that because everybody thinks there are, um, you know, they can scheme up the best. And, you know, but what about having the best player to scheme around um, and not relying on your scheme, but saying, hey, if I put this running back in a one-on-one versus a linebacker and I know he's going to win – what are we really talking about? That's why a guy like Tristan McCafferty is, you know, at the top of our league. Um, you know, if you if you really look at it, Chris McCafferty should have been paid like this and should be valued as a top guy because he can do all the things. Um, you know, Saquon can do that. Derrick Henry has caught out of the backfield and he he's making explosive plays. Doesn't matter if it's second along or third along, he's giving yourself an opportunity. Austin Eckler, you look at a guy who you know, can play run, play pass, is more of a scat guy, but creates those mismatches. Um, if that's the case, why aren't we devaluing wide receivers at the same pace? Because the running backs, I feel like, are way, doing way more than what a wide receiver is doing. Well, I mean, it's funny, too. You say Eckler. Eckler caught 107 balls in 2022. <laughs> I mean, so it's like it is weird. And I always felt this way about Le'Veon uh, is that – he put up like, and I get maybe the yards per catch weren't as great, but he still caught like 80 balls in a season while also running mm-hmm. it another 250 to 300 times. So I, it's always weird how they don't give the workhorses the credit, but I, I don't know. It's just a strange place where that position's at now. Um, yes. Really weird, really weird. Yes. And I know you're probably a little sensitive too, because you, your dad was a running back. So you have a, you have a soft spot for the running backs. I feel like too. It's not just my dad. I just, you know, as a player in this league, you look at it and you just think, you know, the, the devaluing of players is is an entire myth that's made up by the media. Um, that, you know, we say like, oh, we can just put anybody in the system. And then we put somebody in the system. And we're like, oh, how did that happen? And it's like, like we, we, we I think, so, I think a lot of times we try to overthink a situation because we feel like we can, you know, save a buck by doing it, you know, pay the players what they're worth, you know. As as the cap keeps rising, should so should the the market for running backs. Yeah, the quarterbacks are taking too much money. That's the problem. You can't pay everybody. I hate to say it, but you know that's what's happening. Um, all right, we're gonna move on here to the Bills. Is it Deion Dawkins? Did I say that right? Deion Dawkins, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah he uh, he dog. went on he went on Vlad TV and discussed the Jets. Did you see what he said about the Jets? Uh, no. He said I hate them. All of them, bro. I feel like they play sport, try to be cool. Those are a bunch of dudes that just want to take pictures on Instagram. That's whack. He also called Michael Clemens a boy. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on Omaha stuff. So if so, cut that out. I apologize. Wow. But I wanted to give you a full. I think he even said it with that much zest. I think he said it. I think he said it like that. Yeah. I just gotta say you're on hinge in your last episode. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. It's out of control. Yeah. Um, you know, I think. Um, for me personally, I've never <laughs> – I hate everybody on the field, um, but I truly don't hate everybody once I leave the field. Um, you know, um, 
that's just how I approach my business. Like it's not anything personal. It's not something that um, I take with me home. But when I step on that field, there's a level of um, I don't rock with you because you're not wearing the black and gold. So, you know, I, I I don't know if he's just trying to start something or what. You know, Doc is always about that. But, you know, it is what it is. I will say you did tell a story and he was on the show when you did, but you did take it outside the lines with Larry O when the whole Mason Rudolph thing happened. I felt like, yeah, I mean, I will say, wait, but I really take it out of the lines because it was still on the field when it happened. It's uh, yes, but it's, it's, so you've never had this, you've never felt like this angry with a player before or like a team. Uh, Well, when Mason got hit, yeah, I I felt that type of way. Uh, But besides that, like, you know, we're all living out our dreams. Um, you're just staying in the way of my dream, and that's the only problem I got with you. Okay, wow. Well, look at you. So you're not no bad blood, and you're uh, and you're you're just out there just playing the game. But you will get angry when the game's on, huh? Yeah, yeah. I I, I, talk, I talk occasionally. I, I uh, talk trash yeah. with the best of them, but it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, occasionally. I think it's <laughs> um all right, let's go. I want to go I want to go GM Cam here. I know Justin Fields has been linked to the Steelers a lot. I don't I don't care about that. I want to go Okay, the Bears are at he we got them at the combine. They're answering all these questions. What does GM mm-hmm. Cam do with the number 1 overall pick this year? Uh, you know, if I'm trying to be the GM of the Bears, I think one I keep Justin Fields. Um but this this pick Man, let's get let's have a chance to really build around him. Um, you know, I think you can get multiple picks and still wind up with a three or four fourth uh, pick over round if you really wanted to. Um, and so, you know, if you can walk away with a guy like Marvin Harrison and then still build around, uh, build up your offensive line. I know you cut some players already um, in white hair and. Um, you know, I think they have a big cap too, so you can pay a guy like Jalen Johnson. Um, and I, I just don't get the point. Um, you already drafted your first round pick in Justin Fields. This is your opportunity to really build around him, give him the success he wants. Um, you know, I think um, they're, Justin's not a bad player in this league. Um, I think he just needs some pieces around him. Now, let me ask you this. If you're the GM and you hear DJ Moore um, say, I still don't think they compare to Justin Fields right now when he's talking about the current quarterbacks coming out, would that play into your decision or can you not really listen to what players want? (laughs) Uh, You know, I think you got to listen to players want a little bit. Um, That can't be your overall thinking, but, uh, you know, hopefully – DJ Moore is not just saying it just to say it, but he's really studied it and um, they've asked for his input and, you know, uh, they're building towards something. But, um, you know, I want my players to know that I'm building a team that they want to play for too. And so, um, you know, one, one, you want the trust and you want these guys to feel like they have a say. So, um, but, you know, I don't know what they think about Caleb Williams, you know, it, it, it it's kind of all over the place. Do you want him number one? Do you do you feel like you have Justin Fields and you can build around him for the future? I, I would I would build around him a lot more. Uh, you know, I think you've looked at this team and you've seen it, it's inconsistent, um, and it feels like either they traded a bunch of picks before um, and didn't have the 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 resources to really do it, but now you do and you have the cap space, you know. You know, take a stab at it. 
Uh, respectfully, I'll say this: DJ Moore is going to be affected by the the choice. So I would take his decision. I don't. I don't know if he'd be really affected if if he's still throwing the ball and getting touchdowns. Cool. He ain't affected. <laughs> well, I agree. But if he wants a certain quarterback, I'll listen to him. But if it's a D lineman or a DB talking about us drafting a quarterback, no thanks. I don't need to hear your opinion on that. Give me opinion. Bro, you're, on not, defense. you're not helping my situation. Um, they're, they're just going to be like, why listen to Cam Hayward? He doesn't well, exactly. Yeah. And I'll say this too to you. We just talked about the cap and quarterbacks taking it. You're going to have to make a decision on Justin Fields before Caleb Williams. My argument is trade the pick or take the pick, take Caleb Williams, restart the rookie quarterback. You could still build around him. You have a lot of cap space and you're going to get draft capital. You could go get Marvin Harrison with Caleb Williams, right? I mean, and then go get a bunch of guys in free agency and the quarterback's not making any money. You're going to make a decision on Fields here soon. Okay. Whatever you say. I mean, you're the guy who's telling me about the quarterback eating the cap, and now you're telling they got to pay the quarterback. Hey, you can lower the cap by extending them. Let, let's get that off the, you know, get that yeah, right. Because but, everybody, everybody likes to talk about, oh, my gosh, the cap's this. If you actually extend them, you lower the cap. Oh, I agree with you on that, but eventually that's going to come up. Like, eventually that number's going to hit. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you do you believe in him enough now to extend him is really the the question you have to answer. Um, and if you do as a GM, then you do. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. Oh, we also got a report. The NFL is unlikely to change the tuck, uh, the touchback rule uh, when a player fumbles through the end zone as a D guy. You got to love that, right? Yeah. Why would you change the rule? That is the dumbest thing. You know, we should have, uh, you know, an advantage where the territory you make it down the field you fumble through the end zone of course it's got to go that way like that's just bailing out the offense once again if we change the rule i just don't know what they're going to change it to what take it out to the 20 for the offense like why would they, why would they get the ball for fumbling it through the end zone it just like, feels like there's a bunch of crybabies there oh my gosh the ball went through the end zone like you 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 deal with what you got you hold on to the ball and then you don't have to worry about it like because because my my thing is if if a quarterback was run out of the back of the end zone what happens then it's a safety, it's a safety. like next we're going to take away that and we're going to say oh we're not going to penalize the quarterback we're just going to say it's out of bounds like when does it stop <laughs> well you know they love offense uh, that's yeah we, we've changed a lot of rules already it's a league geared towards offense um, combines going on you got a good combine story what give me give me your I know you didn't we know I know you did not do any drills and stuff there but yeah. like what was your experience like at the combine uh you know it was it, it's wild because like most of my guys who who uh, got drafted were there and you know I will say um I couldn't work out because of injuries, but a lot of guys actually chose to work out. Like they wanted to take advantage of that time to really show off what they could do. Um, you know, I, I, I think my, the funniest thing was me was, uh, you know, my meetings. Um, you know, I walked into Denver and this is when coach Shanahan was there and I don't know what it was. I was nervous as hell in the meeting. Um, and I got up to the board and I feel like I told a joke and nobody laughed. And I was like, this is about going as perfect as I, I think it can. And then I dropped the marker and I couldn't get the marker because it was behind the board. And I was like, oh, man, I'm just wasting time right now. Um, and so I was I was just completely nervous in that moment. Um, and then I went to the Steelers meeting and then it was like, you know, Coach LeBeau told me to sit down. And he goes, come here, Buckeye, have a seat. And, you know we're having a conversation and it's just like, 
there was just rhythm and cadence and just felt like home. Like I was like, man, if I get a chance to come here, um, I'm going to love that opportunity um, leaving that meeting. And so, um, you know, everything works out for a reason, but uh, the meetings, uh, there was one team that was asking me what my vice was. And I was like, I don't really have a vice. And he was like, you got to have a vice. Is it women? Is it, you know, drinking? What is it? I'm like, uh, I'm sorry. I don't really have a vice. And so they just kept, you know, prying. I was like, you know, at the time I was like, maybe I play video games too much. And like, you know, just trying to tell them myself, I didn't know what to tell them, but you know, uh, I really didn't have anything to get from him at that point. But, uh, you know, they, they definitely uh, see if you're going to fumble over your words. So is that the weirdest question, the vice one? Yeah, because I was just kind of thrown off. I was like, find out what you want, but I really don't have a vice. <laughs> that, that was I, want, I was hoping you'd have a better question than that. We've all heard like the horror stories of like ridiculous questions. Not I don't want the disrespectful ones like Des Bryant got. Like that's ridiculous. But like. Some get pretty funny, it feels like, with what they ask. Yeah, I, I think mine were more straightforward. I, I like, um, I talk with teams. Um, you know, I remember meeting John Mitchell, the Steelers D line coach, just in the atrium where, you know, you would have like, you know, not sanctioned meetings, but more of just open among everybody. And he's like, holy smokes, if you're available, we're going to grab you. And I'm like, coach. I'd love to be a Pittsburgh Steeler, but, you know, I thought he was blowing smoke on my tail and, you know, we got the opportunity to, to work together. And so, um, but most of my questions were straightforward. I, I really didn't have to worry about that. Um, maybe I didn't give off the vibe that, Hey, ask me a stupid question and see what happens. But, you know, I, I think it was uh, pretty straightforward for me. So you bombed that Denver one on purpose, right? You can say it now. You can say it now. You bombed it, right? On purpose. I didn't bomb it. I didn't bomb it on purpose. Uh, but like those meetings go to like one o'clock in the morning. I remember getting back to my room, uh, Marcel Darius, um, you know, the bills first round pick, he comes in after me and you know, this dude's got two plates of like 20 wings. He's like, bro, I'm just hungry right now. And I'm like, you're not tired. He was like, it is what it is. Either they're going to draft me or not. And so, you know, it was, uh, everybody has a different approach when you go to these things. It's just, uh, you know, Either you can be a show pony and do everything. You could not do nothing. Um, you know, I want I wanted them to see my personality more than anything since I couldn't be able to do a lot. Yeah, no, I was, man, I was hoping for a little, a little crazier question, but I'll take the vice thing. You not having an answer to that is so you too, because you really, I mean, I don't, I don't even know what you would answer with that. So like the I don't know. You don't play video games that much, like where it's like no. a problem. Like it's like I don't know why they want you to have a problem. It's like I don't think I do, but I don't know. <laughs> very strange. We're gonna go celebrity boxing here. How much interest you got in a Tyreek Hill versus Jake Paul fight? Um, is this a free event? I could. That's me. That's where I'm at. Too. <laughs> I don't need to watch Jake Paul beat up another athlete. Like I don't need to see it. Like I don't like. I don't know how many more we got to do with this. Like he just needs to go fight real boxers now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm all for, you know, Tyreek trying to get in it. You know, if he really wants to box, okay, so be it. Um, but I, I don't want to see Jake Paul box like a true, you know, guy who's in his prime, who, who's been boxing for a while, not somebody who's just, you know, starting out. Who's playing. He's currently playing in the NFL. Go fight Lev Bell. Give our guy a shot. He was on the show. He talked about it. Go fight him, yes. right? I mean, go fight. Yes. Yeah. 
I mean, give him a shot, okay? Why don't you fight a guy who's been training to box? I know he's been discussing maybe coming at the NFL as well, too, but he, yeah. he seems to be training for boxing. Give him a shot. And he actually looked good in the ring, too. So I wouldn't mind seeing him get a chance at Jake Paul, but I don't need to see Tyreek Hill do it. No, I don't even know if they're the same size. That's my only thing. Like, I know Tariq's fast. Like, what what weight are we going to have to get to to, like, say oh, this thing? Yeah, like, there is weight classes in boxing. I mean, like, when he yeah. fought Nate Robinson, how much did Nate Robinson <laughs> fought? Like, eh, I don't know. Wild. But, all right, so no interest, though, in that unless it's free. Nah, I'm good. Okay. All right. Well, you, you have a better chance of me watching Rough and Rowdy than that. I'll be honest. Well, I no, I would I, listen. Rough and Rowdy <laughs> is a good product. I can't lie. Like they, it's a good product. They they, they do a good job. Um, yes. Uh, all right. A friend of the show is retiring. Do you know mm. who I'm talking about? Um, not me. Not so, you. No. Well, no. I would. I'm gonna. You're not. I'm, you're not, you're not a probably gonna say your show. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, Peter King is retiring. Yes, he is. He yes. is. And he, in his final article, though, he wrote a nice letter about or a nice note about you. Um, he said, genuine, thoughtful, while being a beast between the lines, he's arranged for male student in 11 Pittsburgh high schools, many, many, many indigenous kids to get free suits during their high school year. So he, he's he been a fan of yours, too. But I know you're a fan of his, too. So you want to have the floor here and congratulate him on a great career? Yeah. Um, uh, Mr. King, as I like to call him. Um you know, I'm just thankful, uh, happy that uh, you finally get to take a rest because I know you've been running around all these years going to everybody's training camp. Um, you know, thank you for, uh, you know, spending time uh, with me and my family this past year and doing that uh, wonderful article. But, um, you know, I appreciate you taking the time to get to know uh, not just me, but, you know, other Walter Payton uh, Man of the Year nominees. Um you know, he has been part, he's been part of the, uh, voting process. I found out, but, mm. um, he, um, he, he, he does a great job. Um, and he's very thorough. Um, and he's not just some, someone who wants to write something just to write something. Um, he wants there to be more to the story and he wants to find out, um, the essence behind a person. And so I always appreciate that. Um, you know, your candor and, um, you know, you are exploratory, but, but yet you were respectful. Uh, and um, in today's culture, that is very rare. And I am very appreciative of that. So thank you so much. Enjoy retirement. Um, hopefully you got some pina coladas coming to you very soon on a beach somewhere so you can really get a chance to relax. I was going to say, so is he not one of the media members that you have that you seem to always get a little frustrated with? Man, I, I, I get more frustrated with the people who text me out of the blue um about certain stuff but they want to run their mouth when they don't have anything to back it up so it is what it is but you know keep but it moving it's not peter king though it's it's not, not at all king. not um, at all you want to say the names or do we want to wait till maybe you're done playing or i mean you could by all means the floor is yours my friend if you got a name you want to say and just put it out there no nah, i i'm not there to blow up a spot um uh, well, that'll get them more oh. clicks too. That's the issue. If you say it exactly, you know, then yeah. they get more. You know, yeah. So I can kind of see why you wouldn't want to do that. But if you, you know, ever do want to say the name, just say it on here. That's all. I yeah, ask. it's just funny because, like, you know, I'm very thankful, um, and you know, I, I try to go on my way. But you know, when you start abusing my my phone number and stuff, then I have a problem and. You know, then you start to talk when you don't have things to back it up. So, 
Appreciate I mean, I'll it. say this though. You probably need to change your number. You've had like the same number for a long time. So if you changed it, it yeah. would nobody has it then. Then it's like, then you'll know who gave yeah. it out too. So there you go. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> all right. We got a Clippers rebrand here. I got a picture of the Clippers uniforms. You seem to have them. What do you, uh, what do you think? You like them or hate them? You know, the, the Pittsburgh in me loves the, the gateway Clipper on the, on the Jersey, but, uh, uh, I, I I like the old Clipper jerseys. Um, I like, you know, I like the the royal blue with the red rather than these. But uh, I'm a guy for vintage and nostalgia. I don't, I don't really care for these. I don't care for the new stuff either. I don't mind the Clippers though. The script on the front, like those, don't look bad to me. And I understand they want to yeah. want to rebrand. They're going to a new stadium and stuff. But this uh this got me um thinking though about uh have you seen the issue with the baseball uniforms? No. The baseball pants are see-through for all the major league Ooh. rosters. Yeah, so you can see everything in them. And I uh, shout out to our Jaden's brother, Jaden Walsh. Oh, yeah, Jared, Jared Walsh. Yeah, get a good look, so. ladies, because it's, it's <laughs> the whole thing's gonna be out. Um, yeah, but I'm like, I don't know how fanatics. I don't know how fanatics made that mistake. It's like the jersey. I guess they totally ignored the pants. I don't know what it was. Wait, so Fanatics is the actual sponsor of the MLB? It's, it's weird. It's a Nike deal, but it's also it's also like Fanatics is involved, I believe. I'm not really sure. Because also, if you go look to, they also, the jerseys, uh, the names on the back are like really small too. Like the font is really small. So people are not happy with the MLB jerseys right now. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I don't think our pants really go through that. I know it's, it's getting to that point in, you know, you know, most guys are pulling their shorts up anyways to show mm-hmm. off their their knees, which makes no sense to me. But uh, uh, I guess that's the style. Maybe it'll be the style in MLB where you know we got the see through pants. We'll see what's uh, really going on. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know, man. It's it's bad though. If you haven't, go look at it. But anybody who's listening, I would say go look at it. It's really weird. You can see everything. It's not good. Cool. Not a good look. Um, all right, we're gonna end this here too. I, I want to. We don't have to go deep into it, but we both are yes. love is blind people. Okay. Yes. We don't yes. know who's making it to the altar yet, so this is not a spoiler alert. If you had to pick a couple that's going to make it, who's making it and why? Bro, this is easy. I'm choosing Amy and uh, Johnny. I know they've got they've got some problems about uh, uh, having kids and whatever, but like when you look at the other situations, they are way crazier. Like you got people talking about their Megan Fox, you got people saying they're Christian McCafferty, you got another person who just doesn't want to talk. Like, you know, you got other people sneaking out in the middle of the night and then you know, giving locations. Like, if that's all happening, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna go for the person where our biggest issue is we don't want to have kids right now. <laughs> yeah i mean listen jimmy and chelsea they speak for themselves we'll just call them megan and christian that i yeah. mean that i don't know i don't see any way uh jeremy and laura the problem is jeremy all this stuff's coming out about him now so it's like that's the thing we're finding out like half the people on love is blind seem to have had a relationship before they came on there um and 80 and clay i mean does anything even need to be said? I don't. I just no. don't think there's any. Chance. Hey, I will say, AD. We need to get AD on not just football. It looks like he played some basketball in college. So or you mean Clay? Oh, Clay, Clay, I'm Clay. Sorry. Yeah. Clay. Oh, I think Clay was yeah. a track guy. I think he was track. Oh, he was. He, he was, was track. track guy. Okay. He was track guy. Yeah. yeah, he was a track guy. But I mean, best season yet, man. It's been. I mean, yeah. the Megan Fox thing is now honestly a blip on the radar. And then you almost think back to the guys in the pods. I mean, Matthew. 
Where's our boy Matthew at? Are we gonna get him back at the reunion, please? Matthew Matthew looks like he had a neck like Luke Keekley, where he was a linebacker at one time. So he's the Mike Allscott of Love is Blind. He is. Um but uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Netflix, hook us up. I know you're a partner with Omaha, but we'd love to, you know, come on the show and really stir this thing up. You know, <laughs> talk to you know, we could be the new Nick and Vanessa. Me and Hayden could go on there and just talk talk a whole bunch of mess and figure out what's really going on. In these I listen, if they want an alternative re- reunion where they let me and you do it, yes. and you could watch whichever reunion you want. I mean, I, that would be, ours would be a little more uncensored though. I think that Vanessa and Nick's, but I bid. I, if you could make that work, I bid. Just as petty though. So yes. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, yes, absolutely. For sure. All right. Well, that has been another episode, not just football. Hayden, um, you know, I would shed a tear, but not right now. Um, but uh, just thankful uh, to be able to do this show with you. Uh, we'll see what happens in the future. Uh, you know, looking forward to doing some things. But, uh, you know, it's it's been a pleasure to be on Omaha, be with the Omaha family. Uh, thank you again to everybody who's allowed us to do this. Uh, thank you to Caesar Sportsbook as well. I haven't had a chance to really shout them out because I don't really shout out sportsbooks, but shouting them out now. Smart. Um, yeah, um, you know, it's it's been a pleasure. Uh, that's our episode, not just football. Uh, stay tuned and see what happens.